This is your Olympic hero and former WWE champion, Kurt Angle. And I just wanted to give a shout out to my guys, Clint and Noah. When it comes to covering sports, there is no one better. And believe me, that's true. It's damn true. From the Starcade Studios in Kansas City, Missouri, the pinnacle of hard-hitting sports talk, featuring weekly expert analysis and exclusive interviews. And now, here are your hosts, Nitro Noah Groniger and Mr. Electricity Clint Schweitzer. The Starcade Stories podcast, it is on the air. Welcome back to it. Clint Schweitzer alongside Noah Groniger once again. We are keeping things rolling as this week we're going to be joined by none other than Lights Out, Sean Merriman. We're going to talk about the NFL Week 1 that was. So many prime AFC teams, Noah, are 0-1, but we're going to get into everything about that Chargers-Dolphins game and maybe a little Chiefs as well as the Chiefs start 0-1 as well. So, Noah, here we are. Week 1's in the books. And like you text me during uh, during one of the games, is Week 1 of the NFL season drunk? <laughs> I think so, because the Chargers go down, the Bengals go down, the Bills go down, Aaron Rodgers goes down for the Jets. Who's left standing? It's the Dolphins. And I mean, I know the Chiefs are 0-1, but they get Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey coming back. So I think they're among the standing. And we'll see because they've got a big test in Jacksonville for week two. Yeah, no question about that. And we're going to get into all that and much more with Sean Merriman, who is the proprietor of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, LightsOutXF.com. You can go check it out. They have a card coming up here in October. We're going to set the scene for that as Sean has gotten into the fight game, which is interesting considering the WWE and UFC have just merged to form this new endeavor. I mean, it's all confusing to me. I'm not a businessman. I don't know how this all works. With Sean, because it is very confusing getting into the weeds on that and how it's going to work. Are UFC guys going to go over to WWE? Is anyone from WWE man enough, tough enough to get inside the ring in Octagon for UFC? It's very confusing. We'll have to ask Sean. We, we will. We're going to leave it to Sean. Sean Merriman, who we met in person at Super Bowl Radio Row back in February. He was able to join us on uh, at our table there to do an interview to talk about uh, extreme uh, lights out uh, extreme fighting and uh, the Super Bowl as well. Sean's a guy that was, uh, you know, played in the NFL for eight years, burst onto the scene as the defensive rookie of the year in 2005 for the Chargers. And like you just have that image in your head of like Sean Merriman with the uh, with the Mohawk doing the lights out, doing the grave digger. I mean. Sean was like pop culture back in the NFL for the Chargers, man, in the uh, kind of mid-2000s. Absolutely. I remember wanting him in the draft. And uh, to yes. start off their careers, it looked like we made the wrong choice taking Derek Johnson. I was like, ah, I really wanted Sean Merriman. But Sean had some injuries. Derek Johnson really came on, leading tackler in Chiefs history. So although Nick Bolton might uh, beat that here if he kind of extends and has a long career here inside Chiefs Kingdom. But yeah, Sean Merriman was just out there sacking everybody, doing the dance, huge muscular beast out there. I was like, oh, what I would give to have him in a Chiefs uniform. Well, speaking of the Chiefs, we went full on about the Chiefs' 0-1 start, the inexplicable loss to the Detroit Lions. We did that on our Arrowhead Allies live show, which is on uh, every Tuesday night. If you want to check that out, go to our YouTube and just type in Arrowhead Allies, uh, Starcade Media on YouTube. You can check out our thoughts on that more in a deep dive pattern. We're going to kind of cover everything here on Starcade Stories, as we always do. So if you want more of a deep dive, go check out our Arrowhead Allies which uh, we luckily we had a few days to marinate from that loss. So Chiefs lose to the Lions in week one, and we were 
you know, like five days removed so that nobody like ripped anyone's head off. We got five guys on, on Arrowhead allies. So nobody, we were all still friends after that. Yeah. Because Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore are out there dropping balls. Me and you, we didn't want to trade Tyreek Hill. We wanted to go after DeAndre Hopkins. We wanted to draft DK Metcalf and George Pickens. None of those are in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform, but we do have Sky Moore, Kadarius, Tony. Kadarius was one of the top receivers in separation in week one. So I think he's going to be able to get it figured out. He's open. He's just got to catch the ball. I think he's going to do that from here on out. Sky Moore, I'm a little more unsure of. We still haven't seen anything out of him other than a punt return and then a wide open catch in a Super Bowl. We're going to have to see more because so far it's lackluster at best. Chris Jones back. Travis Kelsey, very likely back. Both on the practice field this week on as of Wednesday, Andy Reid said we'll take it day to day on how these guys go, how they progress, what they're looking like, getting back into football shape. If you're Chris Jones that's been down in Miami, where we were able to actually meet with Chris Jones back in April, but that's kind of his home base throughout this entire ridiculous contract negotiation, which he even admitted on Wednesday. I kind of have some regret about that. Didn't really go the way I was hoping. That's, uh, you think? I mean, my goodness, but Chris Jones, the same jovial self. He's back in good graces in good graces with Chiefs fans. He's going to be playing. He missed one game. People are going to forget about it. If the Chiefs come out, beat the Jaguars. You got the Bears coming up. You got the Jets without Aaron Rodgers coming up. All water under the bridge if they get this uh, steered in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. And it's a one-year deal incentive-laden. So I think a lot of people are just happy that it's done. Joe Tooney restructures his contract to kind of make room for Chris coming back on the roster in that hefty, uh, I think it is like $18.5 now because he took a million off for missing <laughs> week one. But you're right. He's jovial. He's himself. He said he's not focused on a new contract or anything. He's focused on the Jaguars becoming a chief teammate again in the locker room back at practice, kind of ingratiating himself with the team coming back early on that he might sit out week eight here. He's back week two. We've got it figured out. And yeah, I think all fans are going to kind of forget this as the season moves on. Well, on the other side of this, we're going to get into a little bit of college football action, but Sean Merriman's coming up. And this interview is brought to you, of course, by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use promo code Starcade, where you can, uh, get up to $200 in free bets when you spend just $5 betting on the Chiefs, whatever team you want. Look at the NFL slate, make your picks. DraftKings has got your back, and we will catch you on the other side here as we present our interview this week, which is with none other than lights out, Sean Merriman. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code STARCADE to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code STARCADE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 877-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility. 
terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Welcome back once again to the Starcade Stories podcast. It is Sean Merriman. We met you at the Super Bowl at Radio Row. We became fast friends, and you've been a frequent guest since then. How's everything in your world, man? We'll get to the Chargers-Dolphins game in a minute. I know you were there, but aside from that, how were things? Things are great, man. Just uh, cranking away, busy as always. And, and honestly, man, I wouldn't have it no other way. So things are good. Absolutely. And like Clint said, get to the Chargers-Dolphins game. And I mean, I thought maybe when Tyreek Hill was traded away that you guys wouldn't have to deal with him. And here he is with the Dolphins. 11 catches, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Of course, that one at the end, a beautiful throw by Tua. What do you make of this? Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, getting you guys again. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, it's one of those games where you know that you're not going to stop them completely, right? They got uh, Waddle, Waddle, um, you know, Tyreek, Tua, you know, so you know they're going to score some points. Some of these games you're going to have to win as a shootout, but you shouldn't lose when you, when your offense is putting up 38, uh, 34 points, in my opinion, right? If you win the game 31, 30, you know, 34, 31, uh, 34, 28, those shootout games, it's like, okay, you know what, we gave up more points than we wanted to, but we won the game. You shouldn't lose a game where your offense is scoring 34 points, in my opinion. Sean, I have not been to a game yet at SoFi Stadium. I have been to a concert there, and I will never forget paying $42 for two beers. That still stings me to this day. People from the Midwest, hey, we go to a Chiefs game. It might be $12, but not $21. Just talk about the atmosphere, the overall support that the Chargers get there at SoFi because, you know, the Rams are there. It's, you know, it's just kind of been a different deal. You played in San Diego. The team's moved. A lot of different moving parts here. So talk about what a game day experience is like there. Yeah, man, it's awesome. And, um, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, their their fan base has grown over the last couple of years and mainly in part because of the the stars that they have, right? You got Justin Herbert then, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. So you have Derwin. I mean, you have bona fide superstars and names there, so it's easy to grow your fan base. Now, you got to win football games now to keep that fan base because if if you're trying to grow it and you're, you're converting these guys over from San Diego – uh, to have them on board and, and, and really supporting you, you got to win those football games. Did you get to kind of mingle in the crowd with any of those AI robot Chargers fans that we saw there? Or were well, you one of those? Was that you? Was you not actually? That, that's, yeah, that's what I look like when the fans were cheering, right? I turned into a robot by not looking over to my left and right and putting headphones on. Uh, that was that was pretty crazy to see, man, to be honest. Um, and I know that we're going towards AI world and, and tech and all these things. And I, I looked over and I saw it and I'm like, holy hell, you know, this is, this is crazy. I didn't know what it was. And then, you know, after the game, they came out to what it was. And I thought it was pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm like somebody that's very slow when these things pop up. I'm like, well, that's not real. That's not possible. So I'm like, what exactly is this? Or are we talking about like computer generated images that are just only seen on camera, but these were actually like physically in the stadium in seats and they're, that's how it was. Uh, I can't, my mind is struggling with that. <laughs> yeah, look, everybody's, you think that's crazy. Give it five years, man. I mean, you know, like we're just, we're just touching on the tip of the iceberg with all this stuff, man. And it's, it's cool. I'm a big tech guy. I love um, innovation and I love forward thinking, but we, people think that's crazy. Watch what happens in the next three to five years. It's going to get very, very crazy. 
Well, just kind of last thing on that Chargers game, Austin Eckler kind of hurts his ankle there. What's that kind of look like moving forward in that defense? You got a lot of high-priced guys on that defense, Bosa, Mack, J.C. Jackson, yet they're allowing all those points to the Dolphins. We know how explosive they are, but still, with all that money on the defensive side, the Chargers should be able to slow them down a little more. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And as far as Austin, look, I, I ain't never played an NFL game without having a swollen ankle. I mean, you know, <laughs> like it, it just it's one of those things from the first snap of the regular season, something's hurting. It's an ankle, a wrist, a shoulder, a back, a hamstring, a knee. You you you'll you're, you're gonna be like that for 17 weeks plus. And so uh that's just the nature of the beast. Now, as far as on the defense side of the ball, we all know that they they can make plays, right? They got Derwin and, and Khalil and JC. Jackson and and Kenneth Murray and Kendricks, guys. Look, they they can they can play football. We, all these guys are bona fide superstars. They need to be in better position to make plays. Um, and whether that's going them going and, and simplifying the defense enough, uh, bringing it back a little bit basic because let those guys go out and, and make one on one plays right with their athleticism and, and their you know expertise and what they do best. You can't go and play fast football when you're trying to figure it out. And I was fortunate because I got a chance to play for Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips was like, hey, look, this is what we're playing. We might have one check, a strong, a weak side. Other than that, you're pinning your ears back and you're going. And you can't play fast if you're out there thinking the whole time. And that's that's what I, you know, kind of, you know, attribute that loss to those guys being out of position. What They didn't look ready to go, trying to figure it out on the snap of the ball. And so – when I see that, I don't think that, hey, these guys uh, suck, right? We all know what Joey Bolson, Khalil Mack can do. We know what these guys, they're superstars. But when I look at it is, okay, get my superstars in position to make plays. And that that's on coaching. Mm. Well, let's take a look at the AFC from a Chargers perspective. Through week one, man, what a week one it was. Chiefs lose to the Detroit Lions in week one in a situation where the receiving core had a little trouble holding on to the old football there. Sean, so our defending Super Bowl champions here in Kansas City start at 0-1. The Cincinnati Bengals, the same fate befalls them, and they are they are unable to get anything together against the Cleveland Browns. And then the Buffalo Bills, Aaron Rodgers pops the Achilles a couple plays into the season. And the Bills, Josh Allen is struggling all over the place, throws three interceptions. When you look at the AFC through week one, is it drunk? What's going to happen here? How can And is this the year the Chargers can possibly overtake the Chiefs? Yeah, de definitely, definitely a drunk start. No doubt about that. Um, and, you know, when you're talking about the AFC with the, you know, kind of the Raiders leading in the AFC West right now. But yeah, that's weird the, already. I, I'm it, that's messing yeah, me up. Yeah. And, and then look, we, we, we know that all this is going to change by game six or seven. Right. I mean, it, it just will. It's a part of football. And even with the Chargers in general. If they want 34 to nothing, I'm not screaming Super Bowl. Right. I'm not screaming. These guys going to go undefeated this is the best Charger team we've ever seen this one game. And you got, you know, a, a lot more game uh, games left to play. That AFC division uh, now just looks weird in general, right? You know, Burrow with the big contract, not playing well. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers going down. We got to see now what Zach Wilson can do for that team. And you just look across the board, man. You know, Denver, that, they don't look like too much better of a team either going <laughs> forward. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. So when it's crazy like that, as bad as the, 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 the loss of the Chargers feel – you still feel positive because it's been bad across the board with all the AFC teams.
Yeah, and just kind of talking about our Chiefs a little bit more. I don't know if you have a little receiver in you. We're looking for a few good men. I'm picking you, Sean, to go out there, play receiver for us, because it is looking bad out there. Kadarius Tony dropping three, Sky Moore dropping three. It's a struggle. At least we got Chris Jones back in the fold, although it's a one-year deal. Yeah, but you know what? That one-year deal is going to do those guys some justice. And nothing that Patrick Mahomes is great. I mean, he's the greatest quarterback we've seen in this this generation. And you can, at some point in time, people are going to start putting him up there with a Tom Brady-like caliber because he has that with him. Um, Travis Kelsey now being back on the field. I don't know what the status of his of that hyper extended knee was. Um, and when he's going to get back on the field. But you got to think that he's going to do justice with that. But more importantly, man, I'm glad that they got Chris Jones back in there because you can only rely on on Patrick Mahomes with so much. And if you look at that game last year uh, when they won a Super Bowl, who closed that game out? That was Chris Jones. Chris Jones closed that game out for him. Uh, And when you have someone that dominant in the interior – uh, there's only two guys that's that dominant in the NFL in, in the interior. So, and, I, and, and that's Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. You got some of these young guards like Carter from from uh, Philly and some of these Quinn other ones. Williams and the Jets. Yeah, Jets. And so you you got these guys popping up. But when you when you talk about top tier quality guys in the dominant two guys in football right now, in the interior lineman, you're talking about Aaron Jones and Chris uh, Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. Those are the two guys. Would you say they're separated from everyone else? Sean, the linebacker position, it seems to me, and you can speak to this more schematically, you alluded to it earlier, when you've got these offenses that are so high-powered, these quarterbacks. I mean, I don't remember a time in NFL history when so many teams, 75% of teams right now think they have their quarterback and they might be right. And that when you see what the off the rules are so skewed to the offense and you see the numbers and the record-breaking you know, passing numbers and things like that as a linebacker, do you feel like that, that position, it's almost like, uh, a position that defensive coordinators have to really start playing chess with because, you know, you got, you're trying to play cover two, you're trying to do these cover two shells to keep things in front of you. Do you blitz? Are you keeping linebackers back? What do I have with my linebackers? Are they fast enough? Can they cover? Just talk about the linebacker position today and some of those challenges. Well, well, for one, we, we know the most important position on the football field, right? Is, is the quarterback. And so, you start to see now uh, with Nick Bosa contracts and some of these other pass rushing contracts, um, Michael Parsons, who's coming up very soon, had another monstrous game. He's probably going to win defensive player of the year. The the guys that are stopping the quarterbacks are the pass rushes and defensive guys. So that's the ones that are getting paid. And with them throwing the ball 70 plus percent of the time, okay, what are you going to do? You got to pay the guys that's able to stop the big, the, the big plays. And that's a cornerback position and the pass rusher. So, we're, we're going to see these continue to go up. Um, you know, a couple big contracts is on the way on defensive guys. It's going to happen here, and, and they're going to get paid because the quarterback position has become so important over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. And I just kind of wanted to go back to a Kadarius Tony situation because we saw he had the drops, a rough game. He should probably just stay quiet. But then the Cowboys go and blow out uh, his former team, the Giants, 40 to nothing. And he's out here trolling fans saying, hey, hey, you lost 40 to nothing. You guys shouldn't be talking because we saw over the offseason, a lot of Giants fans were in his DMs and he was kind of voice chatting back to them, letting them hear it. So what do you make of just players on social media, especially this Kadarius Tony thing, especially after a bad game like he had on Thursday night? You know, I actually have no problem. Even though I wouldn't do it, I don't, you know, for me, I think it's unacceptable to go back in another team's fan base and kind of go, I wouldn't do that. Um, but if you're going to do it, you got to 
you know, you got to do something, you know, you got to play, right? You got to play well and and definitely don't deactivate your social media after you talk to all the smack, right? Like, <laughs> like, listen, if you're going to, if you're going to be a troll, you're going to be talking back, like live up to it, even when you're not playing well. Um, there's no doubt about it that he can play, right? He just had, he had a terrible game, uh, probably went out there and put too much on his shoulders. I mean, he dropped some balls, man, that you just don't do as a, as a pro, right? These are just basic, basic catches that ultimately end up hurting him. So, He's going to have to go back, look in the mirror um, and say, you know, do I want to continue this back and forth, being vocal on social media and going at the Giants? Or do I need to focus and get my own uh, playing playing better? And, and that's a that's a thing that a, as a player, you got to go and reflect to yourself, man, that, you know, who you're going to be. Right. And it's only one game. He goes back out and he has, you know, five big catches, 100 yards. And he scores. People forget about those three job, drops. They really will. And just chalk it up to him just having a bad game. Well, Sean, we got to talk about uh, lights out, extreme fighting. This is uh, the endeavor that, you know, we kind of started talking to you about at Super Bowl Radio Row uh, this past season. And you guys just came off an event here on August 26th. And you've already got another one coming up October 7th. Uh, And as far as I have read, I mean, lights out has done tremendous numbers uh, and your your uh, partnership with uh, Fubo TV has been tremendous and that your numbers went way up for this last one. So things are looking up for Lights Out and just kind of talk about how things are going and, and what's coming up here um, with your next uh, your, with your next card, man. Yeah, yeah, we got a huge card um, October 7th in Long Beach. You can look at all the information on lightsoutxf.com. Um, and then, yeah, as you just said, man, we just climbed into the top five, top 10 on Fubo Sports, most watched. Uh, so, and I'm, you know, for me, man, I've always been fan first, fan, very fan oriented. They'll tell you if they like what they see or not, like, you know, but from down to production, the actual fights and those numbers, those kind of jump 75% increase from one fight to the next is it's telling us a lot that the fans are enjoying our fights. You know, we have the next up and coming superstars period. And, you know, we're getting calls from, you know, fighters all over the country now that they want to come fight on our cards. And we want to grow our talent. We want them to grow with us as we're growing. And and, and it's happening. And uh, soon I'll be having more uh, former athletes, former football players transitioning and mm. having fights on our card. You know, that's that's been a, a big key for me and why I'm in this sport and in this game. Uh, but if you guys don't have football, man, August, uh, uh, October 7th, we'll be live on Fubo Sports, Fubo TV. Um, check lightsoutaccept.com for all the information coming aboard. But, but, uh, but man, I, I appreciate everybody out there just watching what we're doing. Yeah, hundred percent. And I don't know if you can give us any names of uh, some of these young up and comers, whether it's football yeah. players coming uh, over. Our, our, uh, our talent um, that we have, our main event, Albert Morales, who fought in the UFC for some time, uh, then Musa Tolliver. I normally stay out of the matchmaking. Normally, I have the matchmakers that do it. But I sometimes know when when two camps have bad blood, man, because I've trained with both of these guys. So, you know, when their names were tossed around, I'm like, hold on, didn't he say that about? And so I start putting two to two together. I said, hold on, these guys really don't like each other. So we got to make that happen. And I did. So, um, you know, Tommy Aaron, who's another one, a big, big local star in L.A. that people know. And, um, and you know, we have A.J. who was, uh, uh, he's going to fight in our amateur card. Actually, he played football at Oregon. We can't find a fight for this guy right now. I mean, we did, nobody wants to fight. He's just a complete animal. And so, you know, we have to find a, find a fight for him. But more importantly, man, I, I'm enjoying this because not too many off, oftentimes you get an opportunity to play in the biggest platform in this country, which is the NFL, kind of transition into uh, to really another live sport to kind of running the show. 
um, and having the creative uh, and mindset and ideas come come from you know me and especially and having our team to execute it, man. And we're all waiting to this last fight. We had it. We had it outside. We had a drone flying over the fight, and it was just it was just really cool, man. So uh, October seventh, we'll be live on Football Sports Football TV, and check us out. It's also it's a th- at Thunder Studios there in Long Beach, the Southern California area, man. That is Fight Central. It's like you could create a federation like you've done almost just from Southern California, uh, yeah. the talent, the fighters. But Sean, from a business standpoint, now you got to help me here because the WWE's merger with the UFC to create this TKO group holdings from someone that just like business stuff just goes over my head, Sean, which is unfortunate because, you know, no one I hear we're kind of in charge of our own business. So we're, we're, we're getting by, but come on, this stuff, this is a big deal, big merger. Like, what does that mean for, you know, for the fight industry, for what this can become? I mean, is this a, th- a case where you could see WWE stars go fight in MMA and vice versa? Is that kind of what we're going to see? And like, where does Vince McMahon, Triple H fit into all this? I'm just like, it's it's overwhelming for me as a fan. Yeah, you know, I was fortunate because I got a chance to work with WWE for some time. Uh, yeah. Hosted the WrestleManias before, the, uh, uh, SmackDowns, Raws. I hosted these guys. I did a couple pay-per-views with these guys. I've trained at the facility in Orlando. And so when you see these kind of mergers and partnerships, man, it only makes you more excited about what's coming in, into the world of combat sports. Um, obviously, WWE is is massive when you're talking about global eyeballs, right? They they they're the biggest when you come to that. And so when you see these type of mergers, it just makes you excited about the possibilities and what's out there now. Like, hey, what what else can we do, right? Um, and you got two great organizations who uh you know figured out the way to partner to get the maximum eyeballs when you're talking about a, a global global phenomenon. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because whenever I you know. Growing up in the in the 90s, I watched a lot of boxing pay-per-views, watched a lot of Tyson fights or Tommy Morrison or George Foreman. And then in, in WWE as well. I was while I was, you know, my, spending my mom's money hand over fist for WrestleMania and, and everything like that. Now it seems like it's more difficult than ever to to find a way to to purchase these things. There's all these different apps. And that's why I think your partnership with Fubo is so important. Because if I want to watch like an AEW pay-per-view, it, it changes monthly as to where you can get it i don't know where to go i sometimes it's on bleacher report i don't know what that means like an app like i don't fubo tv that seems to be a great avenue for you guys because do you feel like in the marketplace there is a lot of confusion for how to find and purchase these events no absolutely and and look it, there's nothing wrong with having multiple levels of distribution right if somebody can go on the app go on a different web service see you somewhere else that's great more eyeballs but when you have a home uh, when you're talking about a true partnership and you want everybody to hey, everything lights out, come see us at, at Fubo, right? And so you have those opportunities. You know, Fubo has been a great partner. Um, and with our viewership going up the way it is, you know, we become a, an important um, product for them. And uh, we, we just continue to grow, man. Like this football season for me, obviously, I can talk football to I'm blue in the face, right? And that's me on it, in a combat sports world, on an organization. But you, you asked me about... Aaron Rodgers, you asked me about Burrow's contract and Herbert and all this stuff that's going on. I, I can talk to you to more than you got time, right? I can talk to it about <laughs> forever. But I think the merger of the two um, and getting a chance to have some of these football eyes, these NFL eyes from my background or where I come from, to start to pay attention more about what we're doing, it just gets you intrigued about these next up and coming superstars. And nothing, UFC is great, man. That UFC is a big part of why I even got into this industry in the first place. I, my first UFC fight was in 2005 that I went to. 
And from that wow. point on, I've been to probably over 35 fights over in UFC history. Um, and so that had a big reason for me being in this sport. But, you know, coming from the NFL world and being a kind of transition, what I'm doing is pretty special. Yeah, no question about it. Sean, I mean, former defensive player of the year. Eight-year career, tremendous career. You played for our uh, good friend. We talked to you about him before, Marty Schottenheimer, and um, just what a what a special person that Marty was. His uh, uh, birthday is coming up. It would have been at the end of the month here as uh, Marty passed away a couple years ago. And, you know, just as you look back at just sort of that connection between the, the Chiefs and Chargers have, it's gone back so many years, the AFC West. So I know that uh, as, a, as a former Charger, that, the, that this this division means a lot to you. And winning it means a lot to you because it hasn't been done for the Chargers since 2009. So it's 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 an organization that's uh, it's always seems like it's on the cusp and, and it's always injuries. There's always some something seemingly. So to try to get back on the right path, it's got to be interesting to be there and to, and to see it firsthand. Yeah, no question about it. And, you know, this is going to be a battle ongoing for a long time because Patrick Mahomes ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Andy Reid's not going anywhere anytime soon. Travis Kelsey ain't going anywhere anytime soon. You throw Chris Jones in the mix and whoever else they plan on developing and happening, then you got, you know, Justin Herbert. I know, look, I know they lost, but they did still hang 34 points on them. So when you got a team on the offense side of the ball who can put up 30-plus points a game and they're more than capable of doing it, there's going to be a shootout with these two for a very long time. And that's that's why it's exciting, man, just in this this division and the AFC in general. We've talked Sean, all about the AFC. What about the NFC side of things? Is there anything over there? Is this just all about the AFC and what they're doing? I know we just talked about how it's kind of a bloodbath over there, but you still got Brock Purdy. Looks like he's the real deal for the Niners, what the Cowboys just did, dismantling the Giants. Of course, the Eagles, they had a little bit of a rough patch there against the Patriots, but they still came out with the W. Yeah, look, people have been saying this for a while, and, I, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks, even before the Thursday night football game against the Chiefs. We know who's coming out of that division. It's going to be the 49ers in, in Philly. We can talk about them forever, right? We know those are the best teams. The team that no one's talked about, and I've been saying this even for, for that Thursday night game, was the Lions. They're right now is the scariest team to play because of that division. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Dalvin Cook is gone. They're not, I mean, I mean, kudos to Jordan Love. I mean, he played well. I don't think he played against a great team like that, uh, but he did play well. He looked good. He's not Aaron Rodgers. And so I think if the if the Lions come out of that division this year, they're going to cause a lot of problems. They're the team that you don't want to play in the playoffs simply because of how they play, right? Just hard defense, running the ball, no turnovers, special teams is good. They find ways to win games. Those are the guys that you don't want to typically play. Uh, it's going to be interesting here. We're just one week in, and football fever has swept across the country. We're ready for it. We're ready also for uh, Lights Out XF. LightsOutXF.com, that's where you can go to get all the information. Saturday, October 7th at Thunder Studios, but more importantly, live on Fubo Sports, Fubo TV, Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Sean, thank you so much for, for uh, talking with us today. Always happy to do it. Let's do it again soon, my friend. You got it, man. Thanks for having me on, as always. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Always an honor. Thank you. Got it. Same here. Always great to have Sean join us, Noah, for the third time. Of course, we saw him at Super Bowl Radio Row. He was able to join us uh, during the offseason. And now here we are, week one's in the books, and Sean Merriman right here on Starcade Stories. Absolutely. I just hate to see that he has so much faith and belief in this Chargers team because for the past decade, it's been the same story, Sean. You can't believe in Justin Herbert. No, we've got some great players on defense. We love you, Sean. The Chargers do have great players, but Austin Eckler's already hurt. Mike Williams went down in the game. He came back, but just 
This team is snake bitten and they're just not talented enough to deal with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and now Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey back for the Chiefs. Yeah, we will sure see now the game of the weekend, Noah, in college football is, you know, you might look at like Tennessee and Florida. I think Florida is in for a world of hurt. I think Graham Mertz was the wrong choice for the Gators at quarterback. I think Florida's in some real trouble as a program right now. Kind of where are they? And Tennessee trying to keep things rolling under coach Josh Heupel. So that one's one to look at in the SEC. But you want to talk about the biggest non-con game of the weekend? It's Missouri hosting Kansas State. Missouri currently a five to five and a half point underdog, depending on which service you're looking at. Missouri's had a ho-hum 2-0 start beating South Dakota and then beating Middle Tennessee. Meanwhile, Kansas State's look uh, pretty good in their games, and uh, they're trying to reload from a Big 12 championship. But you lose you know, Felix Onyeduke Uzoma. Um, looks like they're trying to replace him. You lose a guy like Deuce Vaughn. Um, yeah. You lose your best receiver. But Will Howard is an NFL-type prospect for the Kansas State Wildcats, and they are coming in well-coached and with a very solid defense with a good offensive line. Missouri has had all sorts of problems at quarterback, Brady Cook or Sam Horn. Well, we know it's going to be Brady Cook, but Noah, try to talk me off this ledge. Try to tell me that Missouri can stay in this game because right now I don't believe that they can. And I'm, as you know, a Missouri guy, we're going to, we're going to be there in Columbia on Saturday. So, you know, we're going to be up there. So uh, hopefully the Missouri PR people don't see this. They will though. Uh-oh. Well, then Missouri is going to win this game. Brady Cook is going to look fantastic. They're going to be up big, and Sam Horn's going to come in. He's going to get his snaps, unlike he did last week. Eli said he's going to get snaps. But since it was a close game against Middle Tennessee State, Sam, you're going to have to be on the bench. But no, Will Howard and that offensive line, that defense is going to be too much. Will is, I kind of, we talked about this earlier, kind of like a Colin Klein, except he can throw the football <laughs> successfully. He can also run it. I think there's just too much with Will Howard and that Kansas State team that Missouri's just going to fall on some hard times. They might be able to keep it close for a half, but I think the floodgates are going to open eventually as that offensive line wears on you and leans on you, and it's going to open up the floodgates for Will Howard running in some big runs for touchdowns. Here's the problem with that, Noah, and you're, nothing you said is incorrect, but what I'm trying to explain here to many people are here around the Kansas city area that are Mizzou fans that are trying to find something to, to sort of glean onto here. This is the biggest game of Eli Drinkwitz's tenure and it's happening Saturday at Furrow field. The game is sold out. Mizzou selling out a home game for the first time since 2019 had 57,000 there last week though, to watch middle Tennessee and Missouri play tiddlywinks against a, you know, a team that's just subpar the stars are aligning for this to be a potential crossroads game for Drinkwitz and the Tigers. And you've got to take advantage of it when it's here. And so Vegas sees something about this, that you're going to get Missouri's best effort. You know, Luther Burden already over 200 yards uh, receiving through two games. He's a stud. He's a future NFL player. So for Missouri, there's a route to victory here. Obviously you're going to have to keep it down into the twenties and keep Kansas state from scoring. Missouri's defense is very good. It's not elite yet. It could become so, and we'll see on Saturday as this competition stiffens. But for Missouri, this is an opportunity game. This is one of those moments that you look at at a coaching tenure and you say, remember when they beat Kansas State and they got to 3-0? and Then, by the way, after that, you got Memphis and Vanderbilt. You could be 5-0 and and in the top 15 or top 20 as you're going into your SEC slate. Noah, this is an opportunity, and Missouri has to seize it. It's an opportunity, but it's going to be an opportunity lost. I mean, how many opportunities and crossroads has Eli Drinkwitz been in to not go six and six every year? 
this is the biggest one. This is the latest one. This is the one down the pike where he's already had the six and sixes. So this one really falls on him as, man, we got to get this. We cannot go six and six again. Eli Drinkwitz, I personally cannot go six and six again, or it may be curtains for me here at Mizzou, but I just don't see it. I hope they do. We will be there. We will be rooting for Mizzou. Hopefully they can get it done. They have to get it done looking at their schedule to not go six and six, but Will Howard and that Kansas State team, they're going to be focused. They're going to be ready. And I just think at the end, come late third quarter, fourth quarter, the floodgates are going to open and it's going to be Kansas State Wildcats. Well, I can't disagree with anything that you've said. I, I mean, I look at Chris Kleiman and what he's done at Kansas State. They got the Big 12 championship last year, which is a bit of fool's gold considering, you know, you beat TCU who'd beat you in the regular season. TCU then goes on to the national championship. Kansas State had three losses, so obviously not a playoff-type team, and I don't think they are this year either. In fact, I think Texas is the cream of the crop, as the Macho Man would say in the Big 12, fittingly. I'm wearing a Macho Man Randy Savage shirt today, Noah. Those that didn't, uh, that aren't watching on the YouTube, you know, if you're just listening on Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify, you're not seeing the Macho Man shirt like on full display. It's like you're not getting the full freaking effect. Well, you just explained it, so I think it, it kind of gives it. You did the voice, okay. you explained it. I think even this, the listeners have the full display of what is going on here. The funny thing is, is like I can do a really good macho man, but like whenever I do it, like publicly, it's always sort of halfway and it never comes across that well. I sort of just, I don't just like lean into it ever. So, ooh, yeah. Well, ooh, yeah. Starcade stories, guys, all week long. You know, we got your back. Starcademedia.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Go to Starcade Media on TikTok, on Instagram, on X. Is that what they're calling it? Uh, Starcade Media. It's all there. And go uh, our Starcade Stories, we have a uh, a Facebook page for that as well. If you want to just follow Starcade Stories, just this podcast, we do everything on Starcade Media from interviews, from articles to breaking news, podcasts, videos, live shows. It's all there at StarcadeMedia.com. Now, I don't know what else to say other than this has been a tremendous episode, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you for joining us and being a part of it each and every week on Starcade Stories. Oh, yeah.